I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the morning stream. Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? Go to expressvpn.com slash filmsack and you can get an extra three months free. Uh, look, kid, maybe down in Florida, you are the next big thing. This is New York, Manhattan. We're not squeezing oranges here. He polishes those shoes every night. He makes his own clothes. He may look like a brother with an attitude to you, but I see a man with a shotgun under his bed. And woe betide the creature who steps into his garden. And number six, your favorite, she's damaged goods. Every dog gets his day. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. And welcome to Film Sack, episode 505 of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. I can't hear him talk very well. He has a lady's foot in his mouth, done away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi. And welcome to Special Places, the hottest hangout in hell, City of the Damned. Do you already have reservations? Oh, your high-priced big city defense lawyers from 1990s. Excellent. We already have your table ready. Just follow me. We'll be placing you between the shitter and a table reserved for Jeffrey Jones. Which smells worse? (laughs) Trick question. It's both. (laughs) And here is your tables. Your server for eternity will be Jackie. Hot tip if she asks you about the authenticity of her boobs. Just change the subject. And whatever you do, do not touch them. Always ends in screaming and gnashing of teeth. Sir, could you please stop filling up our table with one hand and pleasuring yourself with the other? God, I hate this job. Anywho, tonight's special is sacrifice goat's tongue served with a side of, oh, please, God, what have I done? Can I get you started with a drink or appetizer before Jackie and her nightmare tits arrive? A glass of water. Sorry, sir. We don't have that here. Oh, look, Satan just arrived. Randy? Oh, my God. <laughs> the boobs. All right. Well done. Boobs. Don't touch them. I don't really even know what to say after all that, so we'll just do this. Randy, hey, did you get all five toes in that time, Jordan? 
Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. <laughs> and thank you for coming to my book reading and buying my new book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Becoming an All-Powerful Immortal Dark Angel. I'll be signing copies by the exit in a few minutes while making a funny mouth and tongue gesture at you every time I make eye contact. I just love talking about my own methods, so you just sit there and listen, and I'll tell you the three keys to success. Number one... Never let them see you coming. You should somehow do this while also being fabulously wealthy, living in a penthouse in a billion-dollar building, and flying around the world all the time. Yeah, so, uh, number two, commit crimes, but escape punishment by killing the investigators, prosecutors, and elected officials who are coming after you. No one ever notices you doing that, just like they never notice incredibly rich people who ride the subway. Number three, for giggles... Tell everyone around you who they are and what they're doing, except for one guy. Single out this one guy and don't tell him who he is or what you want from him until he figures it out himself. <laughs> what a dummy! <laughs> Some good steps. Three solid steps. I like those. Yeah. All right. With us finally, Brian, did you go to the gym today? I can't tell because your foot is in my mouth a bit. <laughs> Sensing the theme. Oh. been messing up everything it was Beelzebub all along <laughs> who's caused your wife to start seeing things it was Beelzebub all along <laughs> he made her go nuts he tucked her into a haircut <laughs> and your half sister wants it in the butt in the butt in the in the, in the. <laughs> Now we'll have to reset everything now that all of it has gone wrong. It was Beelzebub. He's a lawyer, too. It was Beelzebub all along. And I killed Ferris Bueller's principal, too. Hoo-ah! <laughs> wow. I don't even know oh, what to first, say. I don't know what to say. What? It was Ferris Bueller's <laughs> principal. I was never, th- I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking of Ed Rooney as Ed Rooney. I was, I was like <laughs> thinking, I, I was thinking of his thinking name was Ed Rooney. Yeah. But yeah. I, I wasn't thinking, oh, right, that's Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller. That's just his name in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have two things I think of him from Ferris Bueller. Now this, of course. And then um, mm-hmm. I always think of Deadwood because he's the. Oh, I think of Beetlejuice. Too. Yeah. yeah, I think of Beetlejuice too. Oh, I forgot he was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, that guy was—he would just kind of show—he would just show up in the '80s and uh, in things, and you'd be like, "Oh, I know that face. That guy's weird." Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> wasn't it like early 2000s or something? Him and uh, Pee Wee Herman got busted <laughs> for child porn. They found or some kitty porn on his computer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right. And it was weird. I went back and read because I couldn't remember. I was like, well, "Do I, am I supposed to be giving this guy a hard time or not?" I couldn't remember, so I wanted to make sure. And uh, he he had uh, he had solicited sex with an underage person, a minor, oh. and then he uh, as well they he, they had found some child porn, but that was it's a misdemeanor. I'm like, I thought child porn was I thought that was, yeah I thought they get bad, you worse stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe maybe what they found was uh, not so bad like they, <laughs> it's so it's weird not so bad the, child porn it's like it's <laughs> like murder there's like weird. there's like third degree murder what's that oh that's when some killing happened but you know we're gonna just kind of we're just gonna talk about it and then go on yeah he's a weirdo but uh, I don't yeah. know if you keep a like, <laughs> You keep a gummy bear in your pocket long enough, everyone turns into <laughs> right. uh, the the movie is the Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Uh, this is a movie made in 1997, 
uh, the year my second daughter was born, which is a weird way of looking at it. Uh, and it's um, a movie I never saw. So, Brian, you saw Ibbett saw this in theaters, yeah? Saw this in the theaters, yeah. This was back when we were going to see movies every Friday night. Whatever movie just came out that weekend, we would see it Friday night and uh, go to either Applebee's or uh, Chevy's or like there were all these places right by the uh, the Cherry Creek oh uh, theater where we'd always go. That's yeah. the Did all of their names have plurals? They all- <laughs> yeah, I think they pretty much did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was something yeah, like quackers or randalls or schmangies or something i'm sure there's something like that. everything you For just listed looking- just reminds me of that decade I, those all of those restaurants right. especially like uh well you didn't say shoney's because i do think of a shoney's a lot for some reason oh, they're not around anymore so much or maybe they are but we had we used to have a shoney's, shoney's. i miss our shoney's. yeah shoney's yeah. is great any place you can go for breakfast and just get as much bacon as you want <laughs> no i know they should have yeah. called it bacons yeah. seriously that place just, yeah i mean oh, you yeah. just had you big tray of bacon yeah God, that was a lot of bacon so much bacon. one of the most exciting mm-hmm. moments of my life was when right out of college i got a job at a startup software company in austin and i moved into an apartment and they opened a dave and busters across the street oh, nice. and it was like uh they sent out uh in the mail everybody in the neighborhood got like a a, a, a token uh, like a paper token for some tickets, right? So like you could, or, or some, you know, whatever, some credits, right? You could credits. Go play the games. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so I went to the mail room and scoured the trash can uh, for several days, and I ended up with a <laughs> mountain of token credit things. Right. And so then every day after work for months, I would go into this Dave and Buster's and get some tokens, turn them into tickets and save the tickets. And then eventually I had enough to buy all of my kitchen appliances. And (laughs) (laughs) like, Oh man, I just love that. I love that whole scene. You know, like the, the thing when you're, when you're young and and don't really have anything to do after a movie, like you're not, you don't care about going to bed yeah, (laughs) so much. So like after a movie, you just go, you just go to a restaurant, go to a, just kept going. Yeah. You just kept going. I miss those days too. I can't do that now. Like the minute the minute something hits eleven, I'm like, oh shit. Well, all right, I'm going to bed. Like I, I'm not going anywhere. Are you kidding me? It's not going to work out. But this movie, listen to this cast, you guys: Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize Theron, uh, Jeffrey Jones. We mentioned a gummy bear. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Connie Nielsen. You know her as uh, uh, Wonder Woman's mom. Wonder Woman's mom, but also oh, yeah. she was uh, m- most famously for me anyway. Uh, uh, Gladiator. She's the girlfriend, Maximus's yeah, girlfriend. Girl, yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She's very. Good I just that. watched that. I, I watched that movie at least twice a year, yeah. and I, it never occurred to me that that's Connie Nielsen. Same lady. Um, it's Judith Ivy who's the mom and a little weird in this, but she's been in tons of things. Craig T. Nelson, which I did not see coming, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. Craig T. Nelson shows up, and then. Um, for a very hot minute, uh, uh, Lindo, Delroy Lindo is in this. Yeah. 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 They don't get, but there's no top billing for Delroy Delroy Lindo in this movie, but, uh, he was, that was a nice surprise. Anyway, I don't even know where to start with this other than it was a book and then they made a movie. It was a well thought of book and it's all about this lawyer. What goes to New York city from the, from a, you know, from, uh, the small town in Florida and uh, now he's in the big time. It turns out he's working for the devil, like literal devil, actual Satan. And uh, right. things With go from a there. twist. I'll say it right I up top. I did father. not expect to like this movie. I thought none of it would hold up. And there are things that don't. I didn't see it, like I said, in theaters and stuff. So I'm seeing it for the first time. 
But I got to say, I kind of had a good time with it, and I'm a little surprised how into certain performances I got. I thought that Charlize Theron, at age 21, killed it. She was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially the, the, the acting crazy bits right like the uh yes you know the rocking back and forth and the uh looking off into space and that sort of thing i think she did a great job she really did not only that see this is good you brought that up because that stuff can be so uh like just hysterical for hysterical sake and not really a a subtle performance by some she Mm -hmm. she made that stuff seem real and legitimate and i felt bad for her like like really bad for her i think mm -hmm. I think there's also a lot of good directing going on there, um, and, and editing and so on. Like there's, like, like there's some some spots. Like I don't want to just credit Charlize Theron. Keanu Reeves is actually like I'm, I'm not saying he's a good actor, but he is captured doing some really good acting in this movie. Yeah, and I got I got to give moments. Taylor Hackford the credit. Like, just, <laughs> I'll get, I, no, I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm team team Del, uh, De, Deluxe John Selux. Johnson. John Lux. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, what I'll was go. The, what was the team when we had the two of you? Uh... Know, it's been a while, I guess, hasn't it? That's yeah. Weird. Um, I, I, I will say there are moments where he falls apart, and it's usually when he's playing really angry that he that things break or, or for any, him. Any high emotion, he's right. just like he's not got. Yeah, that. and the accent kind of sucks and all that. But the I, there there are I moments in this movie where I went, oh, all right, well that's better than you usually are. That was really good, right there. He's the son of Satan. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Keanu Reeves has gone from being a not very good actor to being a very good actor. But this was I this know. was in the process of where the his go to the one quiver or the one arrow in his quiver for acting is to just get loud. Yeah, that's like you look at some of those scenes where he starts getting loud with uh, Charlize Theron or where he gets loud with Al Pacino. And you think, all right, now what if he were to do this with a more, a more quiet you know, just a steely eyed kind of quiet response, way more powerful if he were to do it than, than if he did the, yeah, you I can't mean, handle that. I'm a lawyer. And da, da, da. <laughs> we came here. What do you think of this big apartment? <laughs> have you guys, have you guys seen his role as the tumbleweed in the new SpongeBob movie? on <laughs> <Hollow? laughs> The sage. No, <laughs> no, I have not. No, I want no, to. No, I think I'm go- purely going on the John Wick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad that I like legitimately want to watch that SpongeBob thing? Is that weird? No, it's not That's bad. I've already watched all. it. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's a totally different style, but it still has the heart of SpongeBob. Good, because that's what you need. Uh, yeah. I like SpongeBob. I, I just want, like I say, I just want to give the the director a, a lot of credit. Director, editor, uh, you know, all the uh, producers, everybody involved in picking the right you know takes and this kind of thing. Because, like I say, uh, Keanu has a, a huge downside, especially early in his career, uh, because you can easily. Cap- capture him you know with his mouth open looking like he doesn't know what he's what he's observing and this kind of thing and they didn't they what made it into the film was good and like it's it seems like they have their work cut out for them with Keanu and it never falls apart like with all of these other actors all they have to do is do what they always do right Ed right. Rooney just does what he always does and Craig Craig T. Nelson is just like he's real super consistent so you you know if he's cast right you're going to get the right performance right but I, I just felt like Taylor Hickford like really knocks it out of the park here um, I, I, I was thinking about like, what do, do I actually like this guy as a director? Like, uh, you know, to enough to like list him. Mm. And I don't know because I, I don't think like, when you, when you look at his movies, like, okay, he, 
uh, you know, he directed Lionel Richie videos. Like, I just don't like, <laughs> you know, he's not like, yeah. a, he's not yeah. a big deal, but I feel like it's, this is the, this is the career defining moment. For oh, for guy. sure. And then that's what's so, so weird is that the only other movie I'd seen of his, I think was white Knights. Uh, the, the oh, one with, uh, Mikhail Brishnikov, uh, yeah. yeah. And tap dancer guy. Uh, um, right. Gregory, uh, Hines. Gregory Hines, Gregory Hines. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, you know, didn't, when that, when I started this, I didn't even know that that was you know same director because again I'm not really following his career. He's mostly known for producing things, but um, but yeah, he did it. I don't know. This just came. It came as a surprise to me, and it's got its problems. Don't get me wrong. There's some '90s ass business going on. I think the ending is horrific. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. uh, the morph technology of the late '90s didn't help this thing at all. I, well, the ending I, is... actually, I thought it increased the creepiness of it. I mean, like, ah. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, stop. You're talking about too many things at once. Yeah. I want to ask you around the room, did you like the ending? Would you change it? And so forth. Because I hated the ending. Yeah, I, I like, like they, the ending. The ending is useless. The ending so, the, so resets it back resets it back to the bathroom where he decides he's going to be, be, you know, have they a soul. Right. Yeah, but I think guess if they what? Your mom still boinked the devil back in 1960, whatever. And <laughs> right. uh, but so if that's they, one cycle you're never going to get out of. Right. If they, I, I actually like it. I actually like it because <laughs> I feel like I feel like it might have been a little bit weak, but I enjoyed the idea of okay. So if we if we play this like Catholics, then we go okay. If you kill yourself. You're going to hell. But does it really apply? Because he's, you know, the devil's child. I don't know. But he certainly has to start all over again. And now he's going to attack him from a different direction. How cool would it have been? It's faded. How cool would it have been if there was a a way to demonstrate that he didn't get a do-over, but rather he's now in hell. And that's his hell. Oh, man. That's his. his, Check it out. Yeah. (laughs) It's called Constantine. (laughs) But But okay. All right. All right. I'll take Dunaway's point. And I would just add this. You're you're talking about a horror movie trope that happens all the time. Uh, we think right. we've destroyed Jason, but then as the camera moves away and the and the happiness happens, you see one of his fingers twitch, and then suddenly it goes to credits. And you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. sequel coming. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like they were trying to do, even though I knew there was probably never going to be a sequel. My here's how I would have done it: don't morph into freaking right. Al Pacino. Have that 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 uh, that reporter go, you know, and wink at those guys as they leave. And then just have the camera linger on him for a second as a creepy smile happens on his face, and then cut. Like, don't yeah, I don't right. need to see. But you gotta no, you use need your brand new morph technology. No, 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 no. The actor who is that reporter needs to do the creepy mouth gesture. That's enough. Yeah, that's right. enough. That's that's enough. Oh, the the demon mouth. No, 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 no. All through this movie, Al Pacino, whenever he catches somebody's yeah. eye, does this bizarre thing with oh. his tongue. Yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. all you needed. You just needed that little bit to let you know, oh, he's still around. Yeah. That would have been yeah. subtle enough for me. Uh, if they had done the demon mouth, that would have that would have been worse than what they ended right. up doing. But yeah. But uh yeah. It, I think he does it like just a don't think it needed it. In fact, like he's a serpent, right? The, the only would, time this has ever been done like. where I liked it, it was in um the Iron Giant when they earned this this thing at the end where all the pieces mm-hmm. of the Iron Giant started moving toward the North Wiggling pole and finding bit. the thing. Yeah. And, and it was like, Oh, he's going to come back, you know? And it felt good because we want him back. I don't like it when they do these in movies that are like serious and horror movies and stuff like that. Freaking mm-hmm. whatever. Him. My favorite is when Freddie pulls, uh, <laughs> pulls Nancy through the window of her door uh, at the end of, a- <laughs> the, end first of the first nightmare. Yeah. nightmare. Yeah. yeah. But that there, see, there's another one. It's just, I, 
I understand for schlocky horror movies and whatever, it's a fun trope to deal with. But in this movie, they had earned the release. And they, when he was in that bathroom and he heard that sound of him flushing that toilet again, and now we understand why it was a shocking sound to him the first time he heard it, because it was like this transition moment. That all came back to me like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was the moment where he made his decision, and now he can choose something else. And by choosing something else, all of that hardship, all of that horribleness, the loss of his wife, which, again, her performance really nailed home for me and made scene, you know, made that feel real and meaningful. And then just to turn around and say, yeah, we're starting to process over again. F off. Imagine, imagine if in the end he finds himself back in Florida in that courthouse and the movie ends with him going back into the courtroom, catching his wife's eye. And having a decision to make, but you don't ever find out what he does yes, from this. Like it, it just stops that. there. See, but it still doesn't. It still doesn't uh, unset all the things that were in motion a long time ago. It almost needs to reset back to when his when his mom, with her eyes too close together, uh, maybe turns <laughs> yeah, the devil down. Still, so maybe no. don't come back to my hotel room. But he's still he's still the devil's son. He's still he is. Exactly. it's still going to happen regardless. So I mean, you can't remove that. That's well. That's, right. what, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. yeah, you can you can go down and change your change what you do in the uh, in the Florida courtroom with the yeah. child molester and wiener dog. But you're still going to have to go. <laughs> you still have to change things back at the uh, the original outset. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Wiener dog. So, from, uh, uh, the wiener dog uh, yeah. Brian Brian Ibbett, if you don't like uh Judy's Judith Ivy's uh eyes being too close together, make uh-huh. sure you, you go look at a picture of Taylor Hackford. Oh just, yeah, Taylor Hackford's <laughs> eyes are right next uh, to yeah, each other. This is uh yeah. this is a casting what I see in the mirror kind of a situation. <laughs> yeah. His eyes are right there, right next to yeah, each other. Yeah, oh wow, yeah. Oh wow, cool. he's almost a cyclops. Yeah, there's no getting around it. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, okay. but he so Nothing wrong with predator. Yeah. It's just there's there's just this, I don't know, mismix, this balance of, oh, this is quite well done. And, oh, you went the easy way out feeling to this movie. Mm-hmm. And it bummed me out a little bit because I just, I don't know, they earn a lot of stuff and they and so they didn't have to go down these cheap routes. And, you know, I don't know, again, you know, sometimes Dunaway says this, I'll say it now, like in 97, a movie about the actual devil and a little bit of magic and a little bit of supernaturalism and stuff. It's, oh, is it just too hard to, to to make artistic choices there? You got to do the cheap thrills. Like I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there really was going to be a satisfying ending to this because so he stops the devil and his half sister freeze dries up, but it <laughs> yeah, still doesn't. <laughs> Why? You, know, you almost you're almost better off not doing the reset where he had a chance to put everything right and just ending it with him dying and saying. Well, he sacrificed his life, but at least the devil's not going to get, you know, there's not going to be a, a little antichrist floating around. Anymore. Right. I think what, what, what you're really dealing with is this is a movie that starts out a Keanu Reeves movie yeah. and very slowly transitions to being an Al Pacino movie. Sure. And so if you're going to have Keanu Reeves kill himself in the end, you may as well end there with uh, Al Pacino, his, you know, screaming and and you know moaning and so on and you realize that he's now all of his efforts have been thwarted he has to start over he has to start mm-hmm. over the devil is now you know uh you know his his wasted right like that's 
that is just as good as anything else you can think of. Like I say, the that the very very last little thing in this movie is just a reminder from the people making the film that Al Pacino is is cool. Yeah, like he's he's scary. He's yeah. exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you could have done that way back in New York, uh, right after the the suicide. Now I'm I, gonna just, I'm go gonna ahead. give a very unpopular opinion. Go for it. I love Al Pacino. Oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. But I've There's seen him play. I've all. seen him. I've I've seen him play this Al Pacino part too many times, oh, and yeah. I was a little bit. I was a little bit bored. Yeah, this is the part of his career too, where that same thing was getting done over and over. He was the, the hoo ha yeah. ah, that that stuff was just I, totally right. him. Yeah. He's a he's a legend, Al Pacino. But I I think I was at just you know I'm like okay I've seen this before. I yeah, really need to see Al yeah, but I still say he's one of the best things in the movie. Yeah, oh, I can't argue with that. Oh yeah, he, he ate Charlie, right. dude. Uh, yeah. He just ate the scenery. He was like shoveling it. Yeah, mouth. you throw somebody else in the Keanu role, and I think you've got a much better movie than <laughs> than, than we got. I couldn't decide because the and way they it, kept make it an hour shorter, half an hour yeah, shorter, something. The yeah. way they kept describing who the character was supposed to be, uh, I kept going, "Yeah, I guess Keanu Reeves is kind of you know the representation of that during the mid '90s." I mm. so I if if they change the character. In the script, I think somebody else would be better for this role. But I felt like he was kind of spot on for what they were trying to portray him as. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand oh, what you're I, saying. I kind of disagree. I think this could have been a much, much better actor. I think they could have cast somebody whose natural accent was more Southern. And gosh. McConaughey? People- can we just have people just do whatever accent comes out of their mouth naturally? <laughs> yes, well, especially if you're not going to be able to hold it throughout the entire film. Yeah. There, were, there were times when uh, Charlize and Keanu were arguing that that Charlize dropped the accent for a while. I'm like, oh, no, not you. Yeah. Like, but I she, expect this out of Keanu, but, but she's not you, already, Charlize. She was already fighting at that point of her career. By the way, she's 21 in this movie. Uh, he's 31, which is weird. A big, yeah. big gap between their ages, but you never... It never feels he like that. Such a baby face. Got, yeah. Keanu's two hundred and thirty one. Yeah, he's really, really old. He just keeps getting older. <laughs> he's a vampire, don't you know? Yeah, yes. He's right. he does not age. It does not surprise me at all that at thirty one he looks eighteen. Yeah. Because at forty one he looks nineteen. I mean, he's just a guy. But she's still had a bit of that um South African accent that she was already having to cover. Like I already think she, I, I really I mean, I, I honestly don't have a single bad thing to say about her in this in this film. Mm-mm. And it really surprised me because knowing that this is one of her earlier roles and I don't know what I expected for a 21 year old. I just, you know, I have a son mm-hmm. who's 20. He couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. So Bad. it's like, <clears throat> I just thought, well, <laughs> how's this going to go? She's so she's so young here, but she was so freaking good. How did this um, movie not get a rated X? In 1997, they they cut it exactly as the MPAA told them to. Yeah, they had more stuff in here. They took they took those sex scenes. They showed the MPAA something that the MPAA was like, uh, no, that's you know that's seven seconds too long, or Mm -hmm. that's uh, you know you need to like that's you can only have two seconds of full frontal bush and you know cut it down to that. Usually, you'd only have one individual doing that. There was a several, and there was so many sets of boobs. I was like. How many is that? We haven't got Keanu uh, reverse cheese. Oh, you know how I knew the difference who I knew I was looking at in that scene where Keanu was biting the foot. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, God. Yeah, I Um, I wrote that down as immediately as this is what gross got out the most because – as gross as that that big old uh, cow tongue is sitting on the table, there's no way that that's grosser to you than than the actual 
Keanu oh, yeah. Reeves putting the actual foot in his actual. Yeah, and I don't care if that's uh, Maximus's girlfriend's foot or if that right. was Charlize Theron's foot or a double's foot. I don't care who foot whose foot it is. And I and look, I'm not shaming anybody out there who's all into feet. I get it. All the Tarantinos out there, you guys are awesome. Good job. Keep going with your feet. But I cannot look, understand it for the life of me. I think me I, I don't think you're out there on this one. This is actually, you know, because I mean, we we're feet stay on the ground a good bit you know we we're always doing if, if there's any part of your body that you don't want to stick in your it. mouth yeah but right? there's a, but there are tons of people who are way into it and i don't want to give them too much listen shit. If, <laughs> if uh charlie's theron wanted to date me back in the 90s and said the only prerequisite <laughs> is you're gonna have to put my foot in your mouth i'd say <laughs> you know what i'd say Take though off Brian? Your socks and let's go for I, it here's what yeah. i'd say i would say um can we do just like a quick tub soak maybe? Or, you know, just uh, <laughs> scrub it down. Disinfecting. He knocks you out of the movie in that moment. And that move, moment is supposed to be super passionate. Like it's supposed yeah. to be this moment when it's actually the the time when he divides. He he becomes two people for a, a little bit. She right. sees that, by the way, which is which right. is portrayed really, really well. But he, like this is a really important moment in this movie. And I'm over here thinking – I wonder if they get a like a, a an actor to like lay down on the floor and she like holds her foot up and then he cleans it or if some production assistant like cleans the foot right just or, right like, away like yeah right the the uh, the towel lint is barely off the foot before it's in uh, yeah. Keanu's mouth oh yeah. guaranteed thinking, like, all guaranteed like, unless he's like oh man I hope you just well, ran a marathon because I am hungry for some nasty ass yeah. freaking feet well here's the question do you think it was in the script or do you think that was improvised oh I don't I. I have to think it was in the script, but I could be wrong. I mean, I, I don't want to know. I don't like want to know. This guy actually wrote. It's this actually, guy actually wrote, and uh, foot goes I, into Keanu's mouth. Right. Uh, <laughs> Storyboard. I don't want to know. I don't really know. Your shot. Yeah. Go ahead, Randy. Well, that's and that's the thing. You're bringing up how script script includes storyboarding, <laughs> and so you kind of you kind of start to wonder, like, did they have an artist sitting there, or is the director himself an artist? <laughs> the artist. Somewhere? Yeah, right. The artist is saying to himself. I wonder how much of a foot Keanu can get into right. his mouth at yeah. once. Is it like yeah. up to the first knuckle, or is he going to go full on first three toes? <laughs> right. I think it was intentional because you generally you don't shoot a sex scene like they were shooting at the same time, and they had two uh, they had two shots of that one mm-hmm. facing right. Keanu and one facing Charlie's, and she did well three uh, then because you had to have one facing the right, right, the, exactly. The other one too. Mm-hmm. But Charlie's Theron reacted to the toe sucking in the way that she laughed and was kind of like, what are you doing? This is different and weird. So I think mm-hmm. it was definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that would have to be in there to kind of. Right. Cause he was going, he was doing and, stuff that was like, right. Oh, this isn't our normal routine. And we got going here. What's going on there, buddy. Uh, by the way, Sorry, I, had to run, I had to run to the toilet really quick. I didn't see her reaction shot to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, so this is what two and a half years before the matrix this is the, i just want to yeah. square yeah. i want to get us all in the timeline of where we are with keanu reeves we are in, we are between what speed and and that i think right, right? speed but he's kind of like in the matrix here because he's like uh you know the world is being built around him there's some other stuff going on here. He he had already made Walk in the Clouds, yeah. which uh, a, a wonderful little uh, romance mm-hmm. movie. If you've never seen it, uh, I, I this apparently I was watching HBO like every day during this time frame because mm-hmm. I remember seeing a Walk in the Clouds like five times, and uh, he had made Chain Reaction. He had made 
uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic. So the guy was working. It's, it's not just speed devil's advocate matrix. Although it is devil's advocate matrix. He only yeah. w- worked on one film for the two years after the devil's advocate. That's, that's how intense that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was this received well at the time? Like I, I tried to find a bunch of stuff. The reviews are kind of mixed, yeah. but did it like, I don't think it I did, think it did great okay, right? It came out, um, it made its money yeah, back, but it wasn't like over right. hand over fist. It wasn't like some amazing take at the box office. Um, no, maybe because of some of the content. Actually, back to Dunaway's whole point about ratings. This would have been um, an MA seventeen uh, had it been rated worse. And right. uh, speaking of which, apparently or supposedly, I have a little scrutiny about this. So I'm gonna actually play this. Hold on a second. Where is it? Here we go. Scrutiny. Uh, Charlie's Charlie Theron thought long and hard about appearing nude in the film. Apparently. Because she had actually turned down Showgirls. She was supposed to be the main, uh, what's her name? The, and, and in her wow, perm hair. Perfect. In so her she was hair, supposed she, to be the Elizabeth Berkley role. I was yeah. wondering if she was the, the Gina Gershon. I think know, Elizabeth the, Berkley, because they, they would have been, been too young probably same, to be the. Yeah. I think is that why she had that perm hair, you yes. think? It looks like she just came from the audition for Elizabeth Berkley's role. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind like, of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was talking about actors who look like other actors so much that you don't really need to distinguish between them. Yeah. And this really caught me. The, the movie starts, and I'm like, whoa, that is Elizabeth Berkeley from Showgirls. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. That's not her at all. Yeah. It just, it's just the reason. And by the way, the reason I give scrutiny to this is this statement says, you know, she was worried about it because she had just turned down Showgirls for precisely that reason. Just seems like something a dude wrote on IMDb. I just don't yeah, know from right. What right. this is, well, but showgirls uh, is a lot. Well, plus he included the term "long and hard," and that you, that you know is right. written by. Him. Yeah, but she's not. This is the thing about her her scenes. Um, I didn't find them to be gratuitous. Like I found, yeah. like when she's in the play with all the scars on her, she stands up at the bus station or the hospital, wherever she is. I forget where that is. Church. The oh, it was a church. church. That's what it was. Cathedral. Yeah. That was like you know the big. You know, that's the, the most exposure of, she's yeah. going to ever have. But that wasn't for a sexual purpose. No, that, that, that that's what I'm saying. Exposure. Yeah, yeah like, that's what I'm at, saying. There's a vulnerability right. and, you know, sacrifice. all that. And right. so I a, I thought all her stuff w- was fine. But boy, I sure came away thinking Wonder Woman's mom was a little more uh, frisky in the in the uh, business than I did before yeah. seeing <laughs> You mean half-sister? Yeah, half-sister. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and Connie Nielsen has the the hardest role, right? Like, to have to to have to be the other woman, right? The mm. the the mm. one who it, he's constantly flashing to, seeing naked. You know, like I just I felt for right. that for that uh, role as an actor. Like she's she has to she has to somehow pull it off and be serious, and she's really just a figment of a, a figment of boobs, basically. Like <laughs> figment just, of boobs. <laughs> yeah. Figment of boobs. Um, like apparently, apparently, one of the scenes that they deleted for the MPAA was Charlize Theron just walking in on a threesome. Oh, just like oh, hi. yeah, at the at the uh, Jeffrey Jones party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't read that. Is it uh, what came of that? I guess they just didn't. It was too much, yeah, and they just, said it just it was just not it was not necessary for the film to huh. have. Her oh. walk in on a threesome. Do we, we really need more boobs? Well, I think guess. I think what they were aiming for there, probably, if I had to guess, is they were just trying to show this slow, slow recognition that this is just such debauchery and everything connected to this law firm is just yeah. this slow and it, dip to it hell. It sets up her suspicion that uh, that Keanu's cheating on her too. Yeah, uh, I have one more scrutiny. Scrutiny. This piece of trivia kind of rubbed me wrong for some reason. Says to prepare for the role, Keanu Reeves spent time hanging out with defense attorneys in New York City. I don't know why that seems so simple and dumb. 
He right. just like, hey, you guys, so pointless, right? Can I, can I hang around you guys? And uh, you know, so am I supposed to just defend the person <laughs> at the stand? Is that what I'm supposed Seems to do? Seems a little uh, pointless, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And by the Whoa. way, by the way, his client Whoa. down there in Florida, the the molester yeah, guy, the, gets off. That actor yeah, is pants. always that guy's such a, in everything too. Oh, yeah, he's such a shithead in everything he's in, though. Everything he plays it so well, they just look at him and go, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. I always think of. Um, uh, True Blood, because he was, right? He was the sheriff, I think, in True Blood. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He well, let's see. The first season, um, he was uh, deputy, and then the main sheriff died, and then he was, yeah, he was sheriff for the rest of it. He's a good actor. He was in that new, um, ah, the thing on uh, uh, the the uh, HBO show that, was, that uh, had the, uh, two, the wire. No, uh, no, third watch. What's well, the Wire uh, writer? You're getting close. The guy that wrote the Wire, uh, but the one about the porn industry in the seventies. And six, uh, yes, the uh, deuce. The deuce. The deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's in that. Yeah, Mark Christopher Bauer is the actor's name. There we go. Um, Third Watch, True Blood, The Deuce. Uh, deuce. Worked on Broadway as well. Tons but of yeah, stuff. I mean, Dude's Broadway. Stuff. I would yeah. love to see that. What? Him and Broadway stuff. Him on Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, he did Streetcar. He did uh, Streetcar Named Desire. So Stella. Stella. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, it was so weird. I he, such a great performance. Anyone mm-hmm. that can can make me feel creeped out by molesting a desk. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it is kind of amazing. Um, What's by the way, funny is he uh, looks yeah. just like uh, the person who used to live on the other side of Crazy Neighbor. So other good friends of ours, like spitting image identical. I should almost try and find a photo of our of our former neighbor oh, to show weird. you how close this guy looked to uh weird to him. but uh, I, never, I would never every time we see him it's like oh there's there's mike yeah <laughs> so I've, this movie yeah. this movie had the weird effect on me of being very long yeah but also not long <laughs> enough uh-huh. right. yeah. like i i really I, like i'm watching this movie going man i can't believe there's still an hour to go yeah and, but then at the end i'm like gosh that should have been way longer like that should have been a tv series and like because like there should be a whole episode around him uncovering what jeffrey jones is doing mm-hmm. uh, with the like the shredding of a room full of documents with what the right. hell was that like it was like it was uh-huh. insane now he walks in on the the guinness record setting shredding competition and i didn't understand short looked like nothing i didn't understand how they um they had this movie had more chicks in the bucket. I think the shredding evening was a chick in the bucket. I think the couple that lived on the floor they did. Where are they? What happened there? Yeah, where yeah. are they now? I mean, she showed up a lot, but they hardly ever showed. Yeah, them. but they she there's about. no resolution on her. She doesn't right. ever oh, show no. up again. Um, um, and and I and I actually like that's what I'm ca- kind of getting at about this movie could have been so much longer. That couple is Ruben Santiago Hudson and Tamara Tooney, yeah. and they're really interesting. And there could have like Craig T. Nelson's whole thing with his ex-wife and his and his stepkid, like very interesting. Sure. Uh, you know, like you, they could have unpacked that into a whole you know episode of a TV series. Yeah, how do you how do you like? Um, they uh, tried to. They get they used the the, they used Donald Trump's uh, gaudy apartment. <laughs> the name they yeah. invoked yeah. Yeah. the name. Yeah. Now normally that would happen. I did his apartment. Too. I did some so reading Randy's- on that. Normally they would give him or he he would he would uh, you know uh, agree to do this back in the day and then he would then not i don't know if it's called if you'd say bullying but he would drive the directors crazy trying to get a cameo done ah, and right. so that's kind of what Jeez. happened christopher columbus claimed that's that's what happened with um 
uh, Home Alone 2. And, Home Alone 2. And the yeah. thing is, if you want a cameo, you have to be gracious. So, like, uh, they literally say in the big party, uh, they have a, an actor say Donald Trump was supposed to be here. And you imagine right. the actual Donald Trump uh, was supposed to actually be there. But he wasn't yeah. gracious enough to share the room with, uh, you know, everybody else. Whereas Don King... Man, that's the most vicious <laughs> guy in, in the world. Like yeah. he yeah. yeah clearly was willing to just do this little thing and it and it fit. It was fine. It was fine, but I wrote down what did I write? Uh I said, why does Don King have to be in all the bo- any boxing scene in any movie? Can he just yes, not do always it? it's because at that time he was at his peak of literally being in every boxing scene in right. the real world. Yeah. Plus he was probably so. always at every event. And anytime they filmed those things, those are probably actually real footage. Well, the, the probably like, Oh, they're filming a movie. I want to be in it. The trivia says mm-hmm. just that, that they, they ran into him on the day of the shoot at the arena. Right. And he said, let me be in your thing. And they said, okay, you can go. <laughs> man, fighting's his life, man. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he likes the fighting. Not? Well, he likes the money from the fighting. I don't think he's ever well, fought right. anybody. That I help. thought I thought it was they just towed the line of of ridiculousness with the real world stuff with Alphonse D'Amato being <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like they got right there, and I was just about to hate it. But you know, like the boxing scene, Roy Jones Jr. They they didn't push it very far. Mm. It was just a it was mm. a flavor setting, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down here. Where was it? Um, can't find it now because it was about that. I guess maybe I didn't write it down. Um, oh no, no, I did. They did that. I wrote, they did that thing where real senators showed up in a movie like dark Knight. Um, so you had actual Senator, whatever his name was Mm -hmm. back then. Um, and, and that that happens, that probably happens by accident. You probably are filming in the biggest, uh, person's vacation loft that you can rent in new york city and the next door neighbor happens to be a u.s senator and so you're like hey come be in our scene you know like it's not not, it's not very highly planned right we just won't tell you that it's jeffrey jones's house and that there's a orgy going on upstairs but come on in here senator landingham or whatever your name is and we'll make it work (laughs) um all right i wrote down one of the things i liked about it was uh where is it? Oh, I lost it. Gosh. Oh, the cool wipes. So they had yeah. these uh, when oh, she was yeah. painting and trying to decide what color to do. And her horrible neighbor kept saying, we don't like that color or whatever. By the way, you can pick that stuff before you put it on the wall. Dummies. Anyway, <laughs> but there they were these scenes of like cool uh, screen wipes and transitions to other scenes. Yeah. And I would include in this that weird back mural sculpture thing that they got sued for mm-hmm. by that artist. Um, yeah, all Boy, of that, that was, stuff that looks so cool, man. Like, it was cool, especially when it starts spin moving around. And I mean, again, it's using morph technology, but the 3D people that are reaching yeah. out to them and stuff. It was hard to tell when they used real people and when they used um, 3D animation because it, right. it looked really, really good in that places. Was legit, like actual. I yeah. couldn't believe I was seeing effects from '97 that were good that didn't make me kind of want to cry. But then. Then they do the morph thing at the end with Keanu once and then with him later with the reporter. And I just went, really? All of that stuff you did earlier? You couldn't you couldn't do something just slightly better than a, yeah. you know, that I yeah. was doing in Windows ME? Right. <laughs> well, there's a lot of practical Poser. effects. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of practical effects on that thing they were doing with the wall mural. So, I mean, 
Yeah. It wasn't really very much computer assisted. Yeah. You, well, you plus talk- some of those dudes were like hanging out of the plaster in a way that made right. them look like they were organically part of it. And that was, mm-hmm. that was cool. And they were coming to life and stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking too bad. It was a totally stolen imagery. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That lawsuit is ugly. Yeah. I went down a bit of a hole on that. And the, the dude, what made the original that hangs above, I forget where it is. Um, it looks just like it. Like, I think he was right. Yeah. To how, did the, how did the, I don't understand how anybody thought that was going to get away with that. It's yeah. like, oh, we'll just steal this. We'll I just use a piece of that. art. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll, we'll discover this. Yeah. But yeah. It caused me to, to watch this documentary on Netflix called made you look, which mm. is all about fake art. Oh, yeah. really? And, that uh, sounds I great. It. I will yeah, watch I that. It. Hold on. I'm writing that down. What's it called made again? You made you look. You also, you also yeah. touched on another note of mine, Scott, which is, uh, is there anything funnier? I don't know if it's funny, sad, funny, weird, ironic, than a woman being driven mentally crazy by buying a big house and having to decorate it? I don't know why. <laughs> it just made me laugh yeah, that that's right. what drove her crazy. Yeah. So, and never having the right shade of green. That's what pushed yeah. her over the edge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, was there missing scenes? Like she said, somebody came and had sex with her and took her ovaries. Oh no, that was what's supposed. It was supposed to was be supposed that we didn't Pacino, see it because yeah. we were supposed to question your sanity because Pacino okay. was the okay. one who did it. So that's and he right, was in right. court all day. Okay, right. but Pacino he's the devil, so he can yeah, do that. He can do can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but if yeah. he wants, he can just reset the timeline. Like, what are you even doing? So, right. that's, that's why I hated that. That reset the time, time stone. He, he just has the reality stone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I he deserves no stones. He'd take all his stones away. <laughs> but he but he Hoo-ah. really he <laughs> he even said a line from um was it Sin of a Woman, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. Except he does yeah. it in such a non Pacino way compared to the rest oh. of the movie. It was, mm-hmm. it was odd. Do I have it here? I might uh uh no. Well I do, but I I can't find it. We'll find it later. Anyway. Uh, oh, here it is. I'm just getting warmed up. That just sounds like he's yeah. just, yeah. you know, making cheese in the kitchen or something. <laughs> getting warmed up. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why I think that's weird. All right, you got your you got your first big DC crossover here. Keanu Reeves as Constantine and yeah, uh, yeah. Connie Nielsen played a DC character, uh, Queen Hippolyta, or however you say it, yeah. uh, in uh, Wonder Woman Mom 2017. Wonder Woman. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Justice League, I guess. Wonder and the Mother. new Wonder Woman, Wonder Mom, uh, Wonder Mom, yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Uh, those are all. That's the like the coolest crossovers I could find. I'm yeah, sure. like I do like when you know, like Prestige uh, having uh, Alfred and Wolverine and uh, Batman, and you know, like all those crossovers are cool. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like Charlize Theron could uh, or uh, could yeah, be in a, she could be MCU if you wanted, right? She could, could. She'd be great. Whatever. Yeah, I mean. Uh, obviously we've already got a Carol Danvers, but she would have, she would have probably been a great Carol Danvers. You need yeah. some, uh, just we needs just, to be some really strong woman in the we MCU. Just need, yeah. We just need Disney to pick up, uh, Mad Max. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> bring it into, bring her into the Make universe. Her a Disney princess. Right. Yeah. Furiosa in the, yeah. in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised that Delroy Lindo was never in a comic book movie. Like I'm racking my brain. Was he wasn't, he, he would be good, movie. but no, I don't think so. Mm. Um, He's in everything. We've seen him more times here than we probably remember. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, most recent example I can think of. But that dude is, uh, he's impossible to ignore, Delroy Lindo. I don't, I don't yeah. care what you're in, yeah. what you're down yeah, right. in. Small ro- he's ro- great. He's small so role, powerful. big role, whatever. I still, I haven't seen The Five Bloods yet, but I want to. Uh, it's a uh, con- it's a contender. 
yeah. for the uh, uh, Oscars this year. Yeah, I really want to see him. Yeah, in just that. watch it. It's on Netflix, man. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, right? They did a. Yeah, they paid. Well, they for that. produced it. Yeah. Oh, Marvel's Most Wanted TV movie. Dominic Fortune. Who's that? What? Uh, Delroy Lindo. Yeah. What's What's Marvel's well, Most Marvel's Wanted? Marvel's Most Wanted was going to be the. It, it was going to be one of these Hulu offshoots, wasn't it? Was it? Um, TV movie. It says 2016, and it happened. Uh, oh. Adrian Pilecki, Nick Blood, unaired American television pilot created by Jeffrey Ball. Oh, it was unaired. Uh, yeah, based Jeffrey on. Ball. Oh, right. This was going to be the Mockingbird spinoff with Adrian Pilecki. Oh. Oh, right. Bobby Morris spinning off is. of. Um, yep. Yeah, spinning off of uh, Agents of Shield, and it never happened. So yeah. that's where we were going to get our Delroy Lindo. Yep, it was good. So so we so there it is. There's your MCU. How is Delroy Lindo. Fortune. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that How a character? Is Delroy Lindo not credited in this movie. He's not. I don't know. There's that's a bunch good. of that. What? Like I guess I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. The, the people <laughs> I mean, he he plays a pretty big role. Yeah. I I'm, mean, this is. Weird. I'm going to put a link to uh, the cover of Dominic Fortune magazine. That's the character that Delroy Lindo would have played oh, on this. Oh, oh, oh. No like way. court jester looking. Uh, I'd sign up for that. <laughs> that looks so stupid. Oh, okay, like, I love like, these I stupid to, characters. I need you to understand that is my era. That era right, of that's all the comic Marvel era comics. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is like if you go into my garage and pull out all of my boxes where I've got ba- my bag. Not those boxes. And just randomly, <laughs> randomly slip a bag upward. You're going to see that era. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I probably have a thousand comics that have that win a Toys R Us shopping spree at the very top of yeah. them. Yeah. They were pretty commercialized back then. But I mean, like the with the can you look at a hero, uh, Randy, these days? And if they don't have on the swashbuckly freaking pirate boots, it's just no good for you. You just can't do it. Oh. Uh, and uh, they need to they need to have this weird uh, like waist above their bicep tricep. Yeah. When you see their arm, it almost comes to a, it almost comes to a point. Yeah, just above the bicep tricep. I love that so yeah. much. I don't want to pin it all on George Perez, but he was responsible for a lot of that look in those days. He was. Right? He loved the swashbuckly boots. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a fan. I feel like they just don't work very. I mean, Captain America occasionally can get away with it, but oof. What about Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah, freaking Hawkeye looks so stupid in his purple outfit from the seventies and eighties. Uh-huh. So dumb. All right, uh, what else we got here? Yeah. Oh, pull your hair back scene gave me the willies. Did not like that at all. Oh yeah, hated yeah, that. No good. Um, I don't I think it's being right. Yeah. I, another thing I like I wrote down because I just thought it was funny that sh- the crux of Charlize Theron going crazy is that she has to remodel a big home. Um. I also thought I also thought it was really bizarre that you could go to a party, an old man, an old man compared to you. Like, think about this. John Milton is like, I don't know, sixty in in from her reckoning, right? Right. Uh, tells tells yeah. you you should do something with your hair, and then you change it a hundred percent the next day. Yeah. Like that, you just you just like you go find a twenty four hour salon. <laughs> To go get your hair changed, like instantly, and she changed it, and it's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> well, it's so much more like what we get from her now, right? Like yeah. that's just more. Yeah. She's a short hair lady, and and really pulls it off, especially in Furiosa's case where she has no hair. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like like uh, just I think from if you were watching in this ninety seven though, you might have gone, oh, that beautiful curly hair gone for this. What is this thing? It's boring and and too right. sterile or whatever. 
But by today's standards, yeah, it's a better haircut. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think they planned on that. I don't think they were like, eh, this little story point's going to not yeah, I'm hold up. I'm trying to remember what she had. I think she had long blonde hair in that Three Days in the Valley, which was a lot of, and, for a lot of us, the first time we ever saw. Short and Bob, I thought. No. Anything. I thought I was short and Bob in that. Uh, let's see. I can't remember. Uh, yes. Uh, three Days. Oh, she did a lot of things before this. Um, Oh, really? She, per- so, she two co- day, I guess two days in the Valley. I gave it one extra day. I didn't know she co-produced the Hatfields and McCoys. That's an amazing Oh, yeah. Still, it was short in uh, two days in the Valley. Yeah, it's kind of bobbed, right? Ish. Yeah, just just a shoulder length, basically. Her first movie, we need to see it, is Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you know it's Does good. she play Malachi? No. <laughs> she plays somebody's girlfriend, but I'm in. Sign up. Sign me up. What was it? What year was that? Uh, 95. That's so funny. It's only two years before this. Hmm. That's crazy. Boy, her, 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 uh, what do you call it? Her ship sailed in and never, never left. She's done real good. (laughs) She's amazing, dude. She's great. Freaking love her. Um, let's see. I'm jumping ahead here to what was that thing she was on Netflix recently where, uh, she went. I like guard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's as close to an MCU kind of thing as we've gotten from her and she'd be great. Yeah. It was kind of Highlander. We were talking about this yesterday on TMS, I guess, or some, yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that where we're doing it? Yeah. And she's, she's, she basically made a Highlander movie without having to call it that. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Yeah. She's now, she's now 45 and I, I don't know why, but I just like, I cannot accept that she's older than like 30. Like, I just can't, like, I see, I saw Old Guard, and I'm just like, I, as I'm starting, I'm just like, I hope this is not a, a movie about old action heroes, and it starts Charlize Theron, because I will not accept that she's old. No. Yeah. She's, I mean, Monster was 03. She, she played very old in that, obviously, makeup and everything else, but that's the one she got her, her first Oscar for. Yeah. Um, so, 03, she would have been... Was she even out of her thirties then? Like I don't know. She's just she's one of the great freaking mm-hmm. actresses we have. Period. And I hope she never dies. <laughs> uh, I could I couldn't uh, I, I, I agree, but I could not accept her as Megan Kelly. I I couldn't take it. I watched. Oh that really? Movie. I heard uh, she was one of the best best parts of that. No, she yeah. I uh, thought God, she looked just like her. Like they did I a just, great job with. I I just couldn't accept it. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know why. I just like. That I, I I watched that. What was it called? Uh, the the bombshell the or something. Bombshell, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just kept seeing an an actress trying to be Megyn Kelly instead of Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Oh, did you see her in the uh, Seth Rogen thing? Uh, Long shot, the where she and Seth Rogen become a couple. No, I did not. That is a long shot. That was actually really funny. It was two the two years ago, and um, oh yeah, twenty nineteen. Here it is. Yeah, it was actually really funny. Uh, um surprisingly oh. for yeah it's yeah. rated well too oh yeah this is the okay bob odenkirk andy circus yeah uh, randall park uh randall park yep yeah i'm sorry that. but if you're gonna if you're gonna call it long shot i need it to be about m- my second favorite marvel yeah, comic, right, comic. Yeah. oh no you're kidding right? when you said it first you need yeah. to be about the leather clad blonde guy who's right. whose superpower is luck yeah. Yes, I. That is my second favorite Marvel comics hero. That's a <laughs> that's shot. a character that I don't I don't expect we'll ever see in movies. I I absolutely expect it because think about think about how Mojo cool, versus is a great 
a great source, but I don't think we'll ever see that. I, no. Look, I didn't think we'd ever see Modoc, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah, we're getting and we're getting comedy stop motion right. animation Modoc. So. <laughs> Longshot is just perfect to add to any team up like Avengers or Defenders or whatever mm. because he's so cool to portray. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about seeing Longshot get his way, but, but through sheer luck. Like yeah. it just it 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 writes itself. I'm thinking about it now. Um. <laughs> Also, let's see. Uh, you guys saw Atomic Blonde, first one? Yes. Um, I well, thought that movie hasn't come out yet, has it? Yeah. yeah so I didn't know if you, if we knew, but I guess there is a second one coming, and I really hope they fix it. That first movie had all the right people, all the right ideas, all the right settings, all the stuff I really like, but it was that movie wasn't good. It was a bad movie. So I hope they fix that. Let's fix that, everybody. Atomic uh-huh. Blonde, make it better. All right. I, I'm I'm imagining that a lot of people who were like young and excited by devil's advocate were uh you know like watching it on hbo or whatever because it was very sexy mm. um and the movie tries its its best to sort of balance the sexiness with the the ugliness and the gore and so on yeah but i'm just curious like if you had seen this in its proper time frame you know either in the movies or on hbo in the late 90s would you have would you have put it among those other movies that were like Emmanuel after dark on Cinemax, that kind of thing? Um, I don't know too much story and acting and stuff probably for that. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Those things were always like, it's a balance, right? Like what if you, if your arty movie or your movie with a story to tell happens to have a bunch of nudity and lurid sex scenes or whatever, then hopefully your drama over supersedes all of that and you're not just making an excuse to have the lurid scenes so you can just i just think you can tell you know and this movie's not one of those for me i didn't i didn't see this going well there's this is all an excuse to get everybody naked like there's to me there's way more to it like, um, i was in i was in high school when red shoe diaries premiered and i remember <laughs> i remember kids this is an x-files it. It's probably what set David Duchovny or D- David Duchovny on his whole uh, his whole track, the path that he'd yeah, go on yeah, for the porn, rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but wasn't he? I'm addicted that was, to porn. That was pre X Files, I think. Right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally was. Yeah, which is it might have overlapped the end of that and the beginning of X Files, but uh, yeah, was that the last time? Was that Showtime? Yes. Oh, was yeah. that no, the last no, no, time no. Showtime besides where <laughs> Donovan had something to watch? I think it was. Short oh, I I would say Your Honor on Showtime is a great watch yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah, Showtime's yeah. had their moments, um, and and uh, for a while the first few seasons of Shameless were pretty good. Yeah, first few seasons of Dexter were very good. That that's oh, what yeah. I kept having to say. Every time I look at Showtime, I'm like, uh, that that's that's pretty good. That, that's yeah, Showtime good. has that thing. That? It's, that's, that's weird. Okay. It is a little bit weird because to me they were you know Showtime and HBO in terms of the name value when I was yeah I don't know in my teen years they had equal footing, right. and then now it's. You just don't, they're not even in the same ballpark. It's like, no, no, totally different animal. By the way, I didn't know this. I've been digging around Charlize Theron's back catalog and um, Monster, which won an Oscar nomination for Best Picture, but also won her Best uh, best a- or best Actress or Best Actor, whatever. How do they do it now? Anyway, whatever. Best actress, actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, it's the, the official category is Best Actress. Right. Yeah. Uh, that movie was written and directed by Patty Jenkins, the director of these two Wonder Woman movies. Oh, yeah. What? Wow. That does not seem like her style at all. That's freaking me out a little bit. Very different. Yeah, that's funny. And I'll tell you another thing that freaked me out. You talked about Adrian Pilecki earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that 
um, that they had a pilot, but it never aired of the Wonder Woman TV show they were working on. Right? Oh, right. Yes. That's another, yet another superhero pilot that Adrian Palicki, uh, that never saw the light of day. But here's what's crazy is Pedro Pascal was in that series as a, yeah. as a permanent cast member. And he's the one that ends up in the Wonder Woman, <laughs> the Wonder Woman movie is right. a different role. Like this is crazy. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I really, really need there to be a movie or a TV show that stars both Adrian Palicki and Johnny Galecki. I just need that. <laughs> Palicki Galecki. You just want Palicki Galecki. Palicki Galecki. And I want that on the poster, by the way. It needs to say Palicki Galecki. Palicki Galecki. Oh, you know, you're probably, it's probably possible if I had to guess. You'd probably get that done. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was great in John Wick 1, John Wick 2. 2. One John of the John Wick Wicks. series. John she was Wick. a John Wick series. She was a, a John Wick. She was cover. A John one, one person we haven't mentioned uh, and who just steals the, every scene she's in is Deborah Monk as the like office manager. Oh, yeah, or, I don't good. know. I don't know exactly what she is, but no. she's the the woman who is sort of like uh, his chain to reality. Oh yeah, the, the older woman, right? Who gets bunked in the head with a mirror. Yeah, right. Exactly. A little hand mirror. Yes. She supposedly um, worked for the DA's office before all this or whatever. That lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just, uh, she's just perfect. And it's another, it's another one of those things I'm talking about. This movie is very well cast. Mm. They got all yeah. the perfect mm-hmm. actors and just the light, right little roles, uh, especially Keanu Reeves's mom with her, uh, with her prairie wife haircut. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how they did that, but yeah. Or maybe that's just how she looks. <laughs> yeah. She just looks like she just looks like sister wives naturally. So she's I think that's cool. how she yeah. looks, yeah. I also really like uh Jeffrey Jones's wife in the film, uh Pamela Gray, that actress is awesome. She's great yes. in all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Just a really cool, classy looking gal. Um and I liked her in San- Sons of Anarchy in particular. She was very good. Played a agent in there. Um all right. What else we got? Uh oh. Yeah, I already did this, but I'll do it again. Hold on. I already mentioned do it. Again. it. Don't you know it's dangerous to leave a bucket lying around? The couple that lived oh, yeah. on their floor. that They bummed me out because we never got any resolution on them at all. Like, you, you really right. played them up to be a major part of this and then showed her mm-hmm. demon face and, you know, her boobs. <laughs> and then, her boobs. It made <laughs> Charlie's touch them. Touch them. Yeah. Touch them. And then we never got back to feel real. To touch them. She's very good in this. And so yeah, is he. he like, is. I, I guess I just bummed mm-hmm. that they didn't do more with him, but. Whatever. We didn't get a close of their story or anything, yeah. Nope. I mean, do I do we assume that all of the connected the minions minions uh, all theirs? croaked too? Like or not croaked, but got reset along with Oh, and here's yeah. this. When I'm when, assuming when so, because he, he just burned uh-huh. everything down. He burnt reality down, right? But when he when he turns into Keanu for a minute and gets wings and stuff, what's that supposed to right. mean? I don't understand. Oh, all that's that. when he that's how he looked originally. He was putting on a that's how he looks in reality. He right. is a fallen That's angel and he only looks, yeah, he only looks like Pacino because so people can't see him coming. He wants to be in, underestimated. In this telling, and there are other stories like this, since he is the direct son of Satan, he is not the Antichrist. He's like the anti-Antichrist. Right. And and so like he's being given visions of his true self. And of course that drives him a little bit mad. But I, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I wanted to say the phrase anti-antichrist. That's funny. Well, it's more of a, it <laughs> makes anti, Keanu anti. Reeves, what, a step antichrist? Is that how that works? Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes right. sense to me. 
the other actress that I just wanted to bring up is the the one who plays the girl in court, uh, Heather Matarazzo. Oh, she's great, man. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I felt what bad a standard dog. What a thankless role. I felt so sorry for, for that character sitting there blubbering mm-hmm. as she's attacked yeah. in a yeah. courtroom. Like that, she does it really, really well. Uh, I, I just want, I, I've said this before on film sack. I want everybody to find and watch the movie saved. Mm. It's a Mandy Moore oh, Macaulay yeah. Culkin film. Yeah. It is really fun and funny. And I'm just going to recommend yeah. the princess diaries. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> she's in that. Yeah. She's in was that. It, she's, was she's not really welcome funny. to the doll. Was it welcome to the Dollhouse? The movie where she, um, Kind of a breakthrough role as as the character they nicknamed Wiener Dog. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Dollhouse '95. A couple years before this. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. No, she's her. she was. I just thought she was. Um, at first, I went, "Oh, here we go." Come some kind of yokel performance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for Florida teen sort of thing or whatever. But I really bought into that character and was pissed at Keanu Reeves hardcore. Yeah. I was so mad. Yeah. yeah. The movie. How, how the, many times? Uh, have you guys seen The Princess Diaries? Twice, Never. my daughter. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never? You have, Never. You gotta have daughters, oh dude. If, if you have daughters, you, you watch it. need to watch The no, Princess Diaries. No, we don't. Diaries. Listen, I saw you it a number of times. I saw it a number of times because I have daughters, and that was just the way it right. is. But you don't have to. You don't have to watch it. You have to. No, it's not. <laughs> you have to. It's not good. 2001's The Princess Diaries. Yeah, there's a sequel and the whatnot. I remember it just doesn't feel like it's going to be my thing. Yeah. Julie Andrews is good in it. I'll give you that. I like Hector Elizondo. Is that who that mm-hmm. is? Yeah. yeah I like him. He's great and everything. Can yeah. we please, let, it, my God, put that on the sack list for me. Just just do it for me. Okay. I mean, I'll put it on some list that we have. <laughs> oh. Put it on a list. Let it simmer. Princess. We'll Are think you sure? about it. You sure you want us to all watch <laughs> I, the Princess Diaries? I have, I like, I don't know why. I don't know if it happened during a certain time in my life that things were good and, you know, my family was I'm kind of becoming an empty nester at yeah. this point. I've only got one kid left in the house and I, I guess just the wholesomeness of it and just, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I just, I just want to say, I do not want us to sack save. <laughs> I want you to watch. Save. Oh, good. Mm, okay. Yeah. We're not going to sack that movie. That is just a, a teen comedy and, Right, it's fine. What's the it's Anne fine. Hathaway movie where she popped a boob out and everyone lost their minds because she was, you know, she oh, was, was that the, was the one with uh, Justin Timberlake? Son, like it was the it no, was, that uh, was a Super Bowl halftime show <laughs> with <laughs> Janet Jackson. You weirdo! No, no, no. It was like one of these. There were two movies that came out at the same so time. So, are you suggesting that? Timberlake makes boobs pop out. Is that's that what I'm saying? That's what it works with me. Yeah, every time I see him, that's what happens with me. Clearly, it was like Friends with Benefits or something. But there were two oh, Friends yeah. with Benefits movies Love that came and out. Other the same drugs. Uh, that yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. Love and other drugs. That uh, that freaked people out at the time. Yeah, because she seemed didn't seem like a character that would do that sort of thing. And oh, yes, it was Jake uh, Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal with with that one. But. Um, yeah, it's like it's like seeing uh, Francis McDormand doing uh, full frontal nudity in that uh, Nomadland, and then yeah. and then pooping in a bucket. Yeah, pooping I just I just Googled Anne Hathaway nude in movie. Oh, I took the first link it gave me and I pasted it into Discord, and Discord managed to preview it. 
Oh, with no. a picture of yeah. Anne Hathaway naked. Oh my God! I, I was not expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> you've you've just moved Catwoman. Yeah, you yeah, moved Catwoman. Catwoman. Well done. Exactly. Um, all right. Wait, is she Catwoman? She, she is Catwoman in something. She's Catwoman. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's the cur- is yeah, she the current the Catwoman? She's the most recent Catwoman until We're, until we get a new Catwoman. She is Catwoman. What did she show yeah. up in? I don't remember. Was it a recent Dark Knight Rises? Oh, so Zack Snyder stuff. Okay. Yep. Oh, uh, no, Christopher yeah. Nolan stuff. Or well, oh, Rises. Right, third movie. Got it. Third movie. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Take back your city, Gotham. That whole <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. I don't know if you knew this, but. Maybe well, let's do a scenario we all understand. How about this? When you go to use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Right? Of course you do. You don't want random passersby looking in there, no matter who they are. It's just not really your thing. It's not your jam. <laughs> so why would you let people look in on you when you're online? Go to, I don't know, go to the bathroom without people looking at you is what I'm saying. Use the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to that bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know the internet service provider, provider like Comcast, Verizon, or any local ISP you may have or whatever? They know where you go, and what's worse, they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants, and they're doing it all the time. They're using your data to target you, and it drives me crazy. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN all the time. Works great on all my devices, phones, laptops, routers, even smart TVs, that sort of thing. You can make it so that your uh, Wi-Fi in your house is protected. So, I don't know, you might have a friend over or a family member and they use your Wi-Fi. They don't even know how protected they are because you're providing them with an ExpressVPN protected connection. The best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. Just fire up that app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. I love ExpressVPN. It's that single push of a button that keeps me there. You'll like that as well. So check it out. If you're like me and believe that your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash filmsack today. Use our exclusive link, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N, expressvpn.com, slash filmsack, and you can get an extra three months for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com, slash filmsack. I have some sound clips from this movie, if you guys would like to hear them. Uh, they're excellent. Uh, uh, Randy, wasn't that overwhelming? Go into Discord and edit that and take back your titty. Yeah, yeah take it back. <laughs> that's um, fantastic. This, oh, it's gone. This, this is one of the movies where I thought a lot while watching the movie yeah. about how you were capturing uh, audio. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. There's so much angry acting. Oh, there's a lot. There is. Oh, it's, it's, it's the only thing Keanu was able to do back then, and he's gotten so much better at that. Yeah. Like, his John Wick stuff is so simmering. Yeah. He never raises his voice in that, and it's so good. Yeah. But back then, it was like, I'm going to yell because it gets my point across. <laughs> it's what my mom told me, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Let's start with this <laughs> clip here. He had uh, he had told you to. I don't know what this says. And after you told them what he had done to you, they told you what he had done to them. Jeez. Okay. I cannot parse that sentence. Yeah, Hold I on. can't unravel uh, that. That's Nope. Yeah. 
Uh, Could get, you restate the question, please? Yeah. Right. Here's a get the F away from me scene. Lloyd, as your attorney, I'm advising you to keep the f*** away from me. Yeah, that accent. <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd. By the way, you know, we said earlier people shouldn't do accents and stuff, uh, southern accents. But I'm telling you, go watch Devil All the Time on Netflix and watch people like Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan mm. and a handful of other people do amazing southern accents. And it never once sounds bad or wrong or misplaced. It's very good. Well, and, and my southern accent that I regularly do, jokingly, is actually just how I used to talk. Like, it's... Mm. It's what I sounded like when I was like 18. Yeah. Well, like I just, I just wish that I'm okay. You know, like if a, if a character has an accent that's out of place for where they live, it's okay. People move. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, there's only one Southern accent that I accept and that's Matthew McConaughey in a lawyer, in lawyer setting. That is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's a do- oh, dogs getting their day. Every dog gets his day. Yeah, there's that. Uh, here's here's the hand of Mary Ann. Why do I feel the hand of Mary Ann on this adventure? Adventure, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, church lady. Yeah, she's very church lady. Oh my gosh, she's yeah. super church lady. Yeah, dresses like I everything. Love, I, I love that his wife is named Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mary Ann. There's a lot cute. of oh, there's a lot of things in this film that are just a little small bits and pieces yeah a little religious pokes there's a thing in the trivia that says if you watch carefully you'll see keanu reeves's uh suit get darker and darker as the thing goes on no so in the I beginning, he's said, got, if you look carefully you could see uh his dangly bits yeah his dangly bits no, in, the beginning, in the early his <laughs> reverse also get darker and darker yeah. Uh, right yeah <laughs> watch out for his reverse cheeseburger it gets real dark down there yeah you certainly <laughs> get to see the hair inside his butt crack you yeah. sure do yeah. man that was, time. that was more than i expected um but yeah they uh there was, if you, so the first case, he's in kind of a Southern, Southern he's gentleman in lawyers. Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. And he's wearing, and his suit is like a white, not white, but kind of a gray. And then as yeah. time goes on, he ends up with darker gray and then eventually some pretty dark gray. And by the end, he's in like pure black suits and supposed to be like, you know, his descent or whatever. Right. I don't understand why he wasn't from Atlanta. I didn't understand why he needed to be from Florida. Cause when I think of Florida, I don't think of southern in the way they portrayed it now there are southern people in florida no i, I see just what don't you feel mean. like it's overwhelming yeah like that, that kind of southern um yeah i picture like it seemed more hot savannah georgia yeah kind of yeah. savannah time i i always think of there's this line just above orlando and everything north of the line is the deep south like right. jacksonville and Gainesville and Tallahassee. Those are that's the deep south. That's right. a good point. Go go lower than that. It gets weird. It gets old and weird. <laughs> Here's Charlize Theron with her accent. No, Jeannie, listen to me now. I've gone the extra mile here with you on this. I'm trying to work with you, but they're going to be looking for that payment, and if it's not there, they're going to repo the car. Okay. All right. Don't know what happened with all that though, but that well, sometimes for a repo company, that. right? Yeah. If I had one complaint about the, the movie, it's the soundtrack because it just felt like a TV movie for some reason. And yeah. here's a piece of that and tr- kind of bugged me. Here it is. <laughs> it's like a serious moment. I'm Coming up PI. tonight on Heart <laughs> to Heart. <laughs> I just thought it was out of place and weird. Didn't, didn't like it. Yeah. 
That's my. It's one of my we, uh, big complaints about it. The mu- music didn't match. Um, we, a- we are we're getting a credit for James Newton Howard for the scoring of the film, yeah. and uh, no, my the, gosh, one of our work. greatest living composers for film score. Yeah, and I I did not notice it at all. This movie, I was when I when it, at the very very end when it says music by James Newton Howard, I was like, what? Yeah, what? No, he's great. This is not great. He screwed. Yeah. This is not his best work. I'll say that. All right. Here's a guilty yell. Guilty. All right. <laughs> guilty. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like this part. Made me laugh. Thirty-eight minutes. Modular. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's funny. All right. Laughing Pacino is a is a good one. <laughs> what a number. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's pretty good. It sounds like uh, uh, what does that remind me of? What laughs of long? Oh, it reminds me of the Joker in the Tim Burton. Uh, you know, with a with a chattering yeah, teeth, yeah. just yeah, keep laughing. It's a recording. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. I, oh, weird. I was I was just like I spent this whole movie thinking about heat. I just kept thinking about mm. heat, oh, yeah. where he's a best cold in your house, right? <laughs> Was it because of hell? Like the, you he know means that, the that, movie that heat, line where he's yelling at a, yeah. he's yelling at a guy, and he says she's got a great ass. Yeah, like oh, yeah. that just oh, felt yeah. like it felt like peak Pacino to me. Wait, yeah. does he say that in? Is that a line in Heat? heat. Oh, that was I, in Heat. Yeah, I had yeah. that mixed up. Great he, was in, he was in Heat. I'm, I'm more like <laughs> it. I'm I'm mixing that up with another role because I thought he said that in something else. But Heat's my favorite thing he's in. I love Heat. Oh man, heat! I love it when Pacino's in heat. I love it. Good. All right, here's the dude from the Jeffersons who I thought was going to do something, but only showed up for a hot second and then went away. You guys may have missed it. Here's his voice: Walter Krasner, Maritime Law. All right, you remember that guy from the Jeffersons? Maritime Law. White guy lived down the hall. Oh yeah, yeah, he was the neighbor. uh, Always getting his back walked on by. Yep. Yeah. He's there just long enough to do be one of the people who works at the firm and say his name, and then we never see that dude again. And I was yeah. shocked because he's a recognizable face, or it was to me. Yeah. So that bummed me out. But what you gonna yeah. do? Huh. I forget that guy's name. Walter Krasner. I don't know his real name. Here's Jeffrey okay. Jones. Managing director. Okay, cool. His his real name is Paul Benedict, Scott. That guy, yeah. He's he's in he was in a ton of stuff. Adam's family. Yep. Uh He's uh, he uh, died. Yeah, he died. Oh, he in died. 2008. Okay. Well, he's still like, why have him in your movie? And you, it's like Delroy Lindo not being in the credits. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. Here's Delroy Lindo speaking to him, uh, doing an accent. I think it might be his actual one. Isn't he French? Uh, um, some kind of islander dude. Anyway, I don't. I actually don't know that. Here it is. We have an investment in blood. Take of it as spiritual currency. Spiritual currency. What? I, can we find that? I think he has maybe. Delroy Lindo was born in God. London, England. Oh, he's English. Okay. Yeah. I knew there was something that, uh, where he never plays uh, his, English. His, yeah. He's the he's. It says the son of Jamaican parents, so he he probably grew up in a household in Canada where uh, they were speaking that accent. Yeah, and they poke their head in his room and go, "How you doing, man?" <laughs> Just like World of Warcraft saying. All right, here's this uh, Brian Ibbett got a a file from your mom. Uh, This is interesting because this is, okay, I'm trying to date this properly, but it says, this is her notes, when Ibbett's prom date asked about his, hold on, his pecs, okay, 
called Hex. Okay, yeah, I'm glad I kept that. reading because the uh-huh. P was truncated. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, so she was asking about your pecs, and you replied this, which I think is an interesting reply. USDA approved in stand. Wow. wow. Well, yeah, that's true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? In- it costs a lot of money to get them uh, certified because you've got to <laughs> send a sample. Oh, and, uh, a sample of your and, I, and I hear when you get them stamped, it hurts more the second day. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Something about goat's blood. What do you think he's paying us in goat's blood? Oh, yeah. That's what that was. Here's another one you want to see. A, I, I'd see a whole movie about this tic-tac-toe thing. There's a chicken. Plays tic-tac-toe. Never loses. I'd watch a whole movie about a chicken who plays mm-hmm. tic-tac-toe. There's a deeper joke there. I couldn't place it. I've heard this before. Uh, and and, and also, I was just in that moment. I was so like uh, Neil Gaiman, American Gods. Yeah, I was right. just like drawn by that <laughs> so hard. I'm like, oh man, can we just have, can we just have like uh, Al Pacino going all around the country, pointing out odd things oh, that he great. wants to see? Yeah, yeah. That'd Over be here, we got the world's largest ball of twine. <laughs> ball of twine. Hey, hold on. Does uh, is that new season any good? Has anyone seen it? Because the second season was a bummer of Negative. American Gods, it wasn't great. Oh, I, re- I refuse to watch it. It's one of my it's one of my favorite books of all time. I'm not going to watch. I know. I, I, same dude. It's like my I don't know second favorite standalone book of all time. And I that show was kind of cool in the first season. That second season was a bummer. The thing about that book that just blows my mind is that everything in it is real. Like like all of the attractions that that book raises, uh, and it's hundreds of things. Yeah. They're all real. The towns, all the, you know, and like even the the fake things, all of these gods, they're all real, you know, God. Like you could look each god up in Wikipedia, yeah. you know? It's a great book. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. And the audiobook's got that dude reading it. What's his name? He's awesome. I can't remember his name. Anyway. George Goodell. But there you awesome. go. George Goodell. Amazing stuff. His his Dark Tower readings are the best. All right. Uh, Keanu Reeves farts. I, ca- I captured it. Okay. Okay. So listen to this. Here you go. Excuse me? I swear I heard a fart. <laughs> I swear I heard a fart. Amazing. Of that. How so subtle. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. Pretty subtle, right? It's, you, you'd miss it. You blink and it's, it's gone, but uh, I caught it. Give, give us one more time. All right. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I edited a fart in there, but still, it's, it's good stuff. All right. Uh, coach shows up. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's a whiz kid. But I mean, Jesus Christ. This is my ass we're talking about. John, Eddie. Alex. Alex. Eddie. Alex. Frank. 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 Mark. David. Uh, he, so when's the last time we saw him? I think it was probably Poltergeist 1 or 2, right? Uh, yeah. Two probably. Right. 1, I no, think. No, we, well, we, we watched him in reverse. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we watched him so in reverse. Yeah, exactly. So we saw him most recently in 1, but. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> right. I don't know why we do Time that. Lines, it's really yeah. weird that we do that, but. I kind of like that we do. Yes, what's available? You know, we can't. We can't help it. Yep. Um, okay, I take it from this clip. He panicked. Let's find out. I have keys. I called the cops from the house. I touched the goddamn wall. I, I panicked. I was panicked. We need twelve people who can see past all that. I touched the goddamn wall. I'd get out in front of this fast. I panicked. <laughs> okay, you panicked. Okay, dude. all right. All right, we get it. More yelling. Yeah. Um, I wrote here, oh, it's one of those movies. I don't know what I meant, so let's learn together. It's not my tits I'm worried about. No. I don't know why I wrote that. That doesn't... <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. I've already forgotten it, what she was worried about. It was her ass, I forget. Oh, she yeah, said something, but I forget. Was it? Butt, yeah. She never, never finished the line. She just slapped her right. butt. Now, I'm not... 
a fly on the wall or have any hidden cameras or any hidden microphones in anywhere that would have a bunch of women who are by themselves talking that you're aware of. I feel like only men write this dialogue. I don't think ladies stand around right. going, it's not my tits. I'm worried. I don't think people no, do that. No, Mm-mm. I could be wrong. I don't want to say, you know, look, we got lots of female listeners. Could you write in? Yeah. And just say- I, I think that, uh, I think there is, uh, anatomy talk, but I don't necessarily think it's in this exact vein of language. I think women are probably, more open with one another. Oh, I think they are too, like for that. sure. But, but I don't uh, think they're don't, just, I don't think they're like us. I think we, right. that dialogue is from us. It's not I'm from sure them. there's some sexual talk, but you know, well, it could be, could, yeah. maybe they're just like, Oh, my ovaries. We're only asking our Reeves who has spent five years in the bathroom next to the jury room. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my ring? Yeah. You're going to get hemorrhoids in there, sir. Uh, here's, uh, Charlize Theron. She made me sad with this line. Here, enjoy. Non-specific ovarian failure. We just, I don't know. She sold that. She sold that stuff to me. It was like she did. Yeah. It would have been so dumb from anybody else. I don't know why she was so. This good goes at back it. to Randy's point. It's like, hey, that was kind of just a blurt out. That would have been something fun to have traveled along with to see her disappointment at that point instead mm-hmm. of just getting it blurted out. Oh. she couldn't have babies. Yeah. And the and the the hard mm-hmm. editing just gets harder and harder as as you go through the movie in right. the end she kills herself yeah. and you're just like all right on to the next thing yep. like, yeah next scene he's no, like i'm cool let's have sex with my like, sister yeah. like we don't even know if she if she's dead like they don't even take the time to demonstrate right. that he finds out she's dead that doesn't yeah, happen right. yeah he takes yeah. off he the, runs we're out losing her was the last thing we heard right well he because he she is dying or has died on the floor and then he goes out and confronts his mother and he's covered in blood. And he's like, right. tell me the mm-hmm. truth. And then he gets out of her that she did it with the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs> I did it with the devil. <laughs> Here's uh, I don't like hearing coach talk like this is what I wrote. I was boning my assistant. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assistant coach. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, blonde, that blonde dude with the uh, bowl haircut. <laughs> I was boning my defensive coordinator. Patrick? Yeah. Patrick, uh, yes. Uh, Jeffrey Jones goes crazy. You want my job? Take me head on. You backdoor me one more time, I'll take your partnership papers and I'll shove them down your throat. Okay. Well, all right. Now let me go for a run and get run over by some ghost. Yeah. Some ghost run. Uh, ghost run. And then in hobo oh, yeah, predator. They're predators, clearly. Yeah, yeah hobo fight. Uh, let's see. How does she? Oh, how does she? No one says restaurant this way. I'm just gonna point. Okay, I don't care where you're from or what your point of origin or accent is. You don't say restaurant this way. Here's someone saying it wrong. Your father was a waiter in that restaurant. 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 Stop it. Restaurant. I've actually heard this. No, yeah, you haven't. You no one in their right mind means to restaurant. say restaurant. Do I've they? heard. I've heard doughnob. Okay, so I've heard a lot of things. Doughnob. Yeah. I mean, we're we're doing a show with a guy who still calls him Reese's Pieces. So that's right. Restaurant is not that uh, far out of there. I love it. Every other day, someone on Twitter puts puts some picture of Reese's Pieces (laughs) and calls him out. I think it's it really bothers people. Yeah, really. I said it wrong one time. I'm like, you know what? It seems to bother people. I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) Here's uh, some freak out acting. Enjoy. All right. See again. This is not his strength. It's not really no. his best. <laughs> this is what I, I find. I, I drink a little milk in the fridge and realize it's gone south. <laughs> That's the sound I made. Thank you, Miss of Ark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I still have not watched the sequel. Yeah. I am ashamed. You are. You should be. Uh, Piers, all of it. Uh, Pacino saying <laughs> all of it. 
Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That yeah. is t- typical Pacino, though. Yeah, yeah it's it like is. from that uh, world, or that's the uh, Warlords of Draenor uh, when um, uh, Garage Hellscream asks, or no, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, the other Hellscream, the dad, says to uh, other dude, what do I have to give up for this? See, remember that I, line? That was a thing. I love the I love the name Gromash because it's like unlike anything you've ever oh, yeah, heard. Yeah, Hellscream. But I always forget it. I always forget Gromash or Gromash or however you say it. All right, here's uh, in, uh, two more of these. In his loins, something about his loins. Virtue of the devil is in his loins. Oh, right. When he was right, trying which to watch he was his kids in have Latin sex before yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you want to watch your kids have sex? You talk Latin. I get it. I get it. Ugh. Uh, here's uh oh this is the best bullshit we've gotten in months maybe years okay Ooh. so this is the reporter toward the end of the movie and he says this bullshit oh <laughs> wow shit shit bullshit oh, i love it three syllable bullshit yep that this, one's gonna get movie, used this movie may have the prototypical no and so I'm, i've been I'm, i feel like i'm waiting for you to just go on oh, the big no yeah i don't have a no i don't think I didn't get one. Oh. Did I miss another? Well, anyway, oh, when, no. when Keanu kills himself, <laughs> the no that comes out of Al Pacino oh, yeah. is really something. Oh, yeah. You're right. There was a... But does it compare to this? Hold on. No! That was a good one from is some Is that movie. not the same one? No, that's from something else. Here's another long no. no! I don't know what that's from. How about this one? Oh, no. <laughs> that is the dub you need the, over top of that. That should be the Pacino one from Devil's yeah. Advocate. Yeah. Oh, exactly. no. He shot himself. Oh, no. Oh, no. I did like the twist that he was still carrying around Coach's gun after that uh, meeting yeah, in yeah, Donald yeah. Trump's house. Yeah. That was pretty great. Um, I wonder if anyone used that gold shitter that's supposedly in there. I would have. <laughs> that would have been a goal of mine if I was in that place. I'd be like, all right, we're shooting yeah. here. We're doing all this Where's stuff. Where's it at? Got to right. pee, guys. Just half to pee. Upper decker. Yeah. Oh, oh but, you would just pee in the golden? Oh, I'd take bullet? a dump if I could. I just don't know if I'm okay. loaded up. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, all right. Let's do this. You got a plan. Yeah, let's do this. It's the film sack checklist. I played bass for choking prosecutor in high school. Oh, by the way, well, they never that that's that never got resolved. Why was that prosecutor choking to death? What was going because on there? The cattle was making him choke. Uh, that's yeah, it. So, that he he gave a so he couldn't overrule or or couldn't uh, uh, object. Oh, right. right. I mean, he literally. That's what the that's what the goat tongue or wherever that kind of tongue with Delroy Lindo was doing. He said he was going to give him all the help he could. The silence. That's right. what he did. That was his curse. Also, that t- tongue did not look like a tongue. It looked like a severed wiener. Big old peen. Yeah, yeah big old peen. Not that I would know. No, you've never seen one. <laughs> I just that, um, that I that also stuck out to me as being just a little bit too much. Like a, a court would just take a recess and let the uh, mm-hmm. let the yeah. prosecutor get his get his breath. Yeah, they don't um, call a case because the guy's having a right, cough. Exactly. It was, it was if we don't have any objections, no objections. I guess Last they're chance. not. Okay. Also, also, it it brings in this this thing from the side that the movie doesn't need, which is another power, a different god. Mm is uh you know is is given tribute yeah. to cause that to happen and i'm just like wait okay so who was that who's the taboo tab is it tab what's it called um oh uh voodoo uh 
voodoo. voodoo. Who's the voodoo god? And what what's that about? And like it just it, it was unnecessary, and it it bugged me because like uh, the devil in this movie it only has one trick, and that is he compliments you. Right. That's all he does. This whole movie, right. he's constantly telling people that they're great, they're beautiful, they're you know and so on, and that's how he gets everything. And it's scary how much he gets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. done by just complimenting people. So then having a blood sacrifice go, I'm like, who's, oh, right. okay. Got to keep the old the old ways, you know, can't be all new and fancy. The thing is, um, I actually thought Keanu Reeves' character was making a pretty good point uh, with the bringing the meat and saying, you know, yeah. well, we do this. What's, so what's did so it in his own home. It's his religious right. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's all that different. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, I have one more of these. Sorry. No, I have two more. I hope the baby that held those guts is okay now. Check. Man. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Yeah. Holy crap. Here, kid, hold this viscera in your hand. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> it won't be, you won't be you ruined. For, yeah. for life at all. Uh, and then finally, the more Reeves yells, the worse he acts. Check. Uh, let's do some connections. The DC stuff we mentioned. Uh, Randy, were there any Star Trek uh, connections? Oh, about? yes. So uh, Vito Ruginis. Uh, plays Mitch Weaver in this. That's the, the investigator, the Weaver Commission, Weaver. and uh, he he's you know uh, dogging these guys, and they have to kill him. Basically, yeah. he gets yeah. he gets oh yeah destroyed by a by a yeah. town car. Yeah. Um, he was in Star Trek: The Next Generation. He played Chief Engineer Logan in an episode called The Arsenal of Freedom. Uh, James Saito is in this. He's one of the firm. Uh, he uh, was in Star Trek Voyager. He played a character named Nagami in the 37s, an episode called the 37s. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. Okay. Yeah. And then Mark Deakins is in this, another tiny role. Uh, Mark Deakins was in Voyager. Uh, he played a couple of different roles in four different episodes of Voyager. And he was also Turnell in Insurrection. That's uh, the the one with the stretchy faces. Uh, he he played a character named Tornell. Oh, nice. Well, look at that. Full of Star Trek connections. Who knew? Oh, yeah. Who knew? Everything always does. Uh, soundtrack great. I'll give it an S for sufficient, but maybe a little over dramatic. And uh, it was okay. We talked about it before, but whatever. It didn't. It was my least favorite part of the whole thing. But it is now time for the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's just throw tradition out the window and start with Randy. The devil's advocate. Gluttony? Not really. Greed? Yes. Sorrow? Sloth? Kind of. Mm. Pride? Vanity? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Lust? (laughs) Yes. So much lust. (laughs) Just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. Yeah, very much. (laughs) I was going to say, what does that remind me of? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, A Saturday mm. night at Ibbett's house. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, the devil's advocate. Like a game of special places where a baby shows up to eat your ovaries. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Hashtag outstanding. <laughs> it never ceases to entertain. Finally, Brian Ibbett. The devil's advocate. Keanu Reeves plays a lawyer whose reputation picking a jury captures the eye of a high-profile New York firm and really helps him get his foot in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That was really good. Ugh, so gross. I know I never played the sound clip, but we all know the grossest. You know, I'll just play it for people at home. There we go. Oh, oh. Gross. Uh, all right. <laughs> now, time for the alternate title. Oh, yeah. This was almost called The Devil's Accent Nightmare or Boy, Get That Foot Out Your Mouth. That was, my, that was the other one. You know, 
Uh, we got an email here from a listener, Ken from Texas. Uh, so we're keeping everything in the South today. And uh, mm-hmm. this is an awesome email that we got at filmsack at gmail.com. Big thanks to Ken and everybody who sends emails. Uh, we read them all and put as many on the show as we can. Here's one from him. It says, greetings, sackers in arms. Just finished listening to your under siege sack and heard you guys ask a few Navy related questions. Oddly enough, I was on active duty in the Navy at the time this movie was released. As a former weapons and ordnance officer, I thought I might have some insight. Number one, Scott asked about the difference in SEAL team numbers. There are multiple SEAL teams in the Navy. Think of them as individual platoons that you would see in an army. Not sure how many there are currently, but each individual team has its own number. So when we talk about SEAL Team 6, it's not like one group, and there probably is a 5 and a 4 and a 3 and a 2 and a 1. Dunaway asked, number two, why are there Marines on the ship? He says there are actually Marine detachments permanently assigned to all U.S. Navy capital ships. Uh, He says battleships when they are still in service and aircraft carriers. Uh, There are ship security forces and are considered part of the crew complement. But there aren't normally Marines on other ships, except for amphibious assault ships, which transport Marines in case they are needed for combat. But these Marines are basically passengers, not crew. So that's an interesting answer. Interesting. And then finally, the big one, Scott asked, what is SeaWiz? SeaWiz. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is shorthand for Close-In close Weapons System, or CIWS. Uh, for fun, you have to reverse the I and the W to get SeaWiz. Anyway. He says in the movie they are referring to the phalanx Gatling gun. Uh, this is a cannon that shoots down the plane mid movie and trying to scout out what's happening on the Missouri. Uh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of them on. Uh, if you just like search that in YouTube, there's yeah. so many videos of that gun or a, a gun system like this. Yeah, and uh, it's just the, it's the one that goes burr. It goes burr. Yeah, burr, burr. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, it says it's the gun that, that has the tall white dome and multiple barrels. The film takes some liberties with it, of course, especially considering it only has an effective range of about one mile, hence the term close close in. Uh, but it has a rate of fire of 3,000 rounds per minute. Of course, it could never fire constantly for one minute because the barrels would melt. Uh, and if you ever get the chance to see one in action, make sure you're wearing good hearing protection because when it's firing, it's one of the loudest noises you will ever hear. <laughs> That's, says, the, that's the main thing. I always, uh, I had a bunch of uncles who were in the Navy and, uh, I always heard that you were not allowed to be on the deck of a battleship when any guns were being fired because there was no, there was no protect, like you, you couldn't have like good enough earmuffs to, you know, to right. be out there. And also, I don't know if this is true, but I was told that when those 16-inch guns were fired, if you were on the deck, you would get sucked off the deck of Yo. the battleship. Whoa. Like just really? from the, from, I, I, from the force of it? Kind of, as what, from, kid, the, from the pressure of it moving fast or something? What? The air yeah, pressure? Like the shot, the shot would cause a vacuum that would take you right off the boat. And <laughs> I was like, that. even as a kid, I was thought, that sounds a little bullshit. Yeah. I, I, you know. But it's something that's stuck but with me. just in case. Yeah, just in I'm case. Not the day. <laughs> Ken uh, can write in and let us know on that, too. But also, I just want to uh, give Ken some credit here for one of the most. Um, I, I I feel like it's becoming a lost art to write really well thought out emails anymore hmm. in this age. Right. I feel like people just want to whip crap out. They don't check for spelling. They don't check for structure or what they're saying. This guy knows how to write a freaking email, and I love it. So yeah. thank you very much, Ken. He also said at the bottom, by the way, he says, while I've got you a quick recommendation, Iron Eagle is currently free on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Yeah, Amazon Prime. I baby. like some Iron Eagle. 
Mm-hmm. Hope I could be of service. Keep sacking Ken from Texas. Well, thank you, Ken. Thank um, you for your service. Yeah, legitimately one of my favorite emails because I just love how like readable that was. So oh, I re- totally, really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, more explanations on stuff. Send us more of those, everybody. Filmsack at gmail.com. And uh, let us know your thoughts or feelings about anything we talk about or do. You have recommendations, whatever. We'll take it. Our next film will be the 1970s disaster classic Towering Inferno. Is it the or just Towering Inferno? It is the Towering Inferno. Okay. The Towering Inferno. Not just a Towering Inferno, but the, the famous one. Right. OJ Simpson in this, right? Do I have that right? Or do I have that wrong? Am I thinking of the wrong movie? It's entirely possible. Uh, Might be. Towering Inferno. My memory is that he is, but let's find out. Paul Newman. Uh, he made cameos in just so many movies at that about uh, that OJ time. Simpson. Yeah, there you go. Paul oh, Newman, no. William Holden, Faye Dunaway, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. He's going to dance up the stairs. Richard Chamberlain, Jennifer Jones, OJ Simpson. Robert Vaughn. Robert Sweet. Vaughn and Robert Wagner. Yeah, dude. Oh, all the Roberts. This is 70s AF. Yep. Yeah. This guy at the bottom, Gregory Sierra. You know, you don't know that name, but you know this dude. Uh, if you click him, you'll see he is most notably from Barney Miller. He's one of the Barney Miller guys. Anyway, oh. very exciting. I'm in. He played who did he play? Oh, he was Chano Amenguez, or have you said his name? Name he played uh, like oh Barney Port- Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Puerto Rican. Um, yes, those guy. sideburns, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they go for days. If he's still with us, hold on. I just want to see if I should be sad or not. Uh, yeah, no, he died. Dang it, eighty-three. Yeah, oh sad. yeah, like two months ago. Oh yeah, just barely. He yeah. he saw the pandemic with us. Oh man. Anyway, uh, so there you go. That's the Towering Inferno next week, right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, if you want to find all the old episodes, go to FilmSack.com. I have it on good authority that FilmSack.li or Lee. Is quick going sack. under some really quick cool. Sack. What what'd you say? Oh, quicksack. Quick. Did I say film sack? Quicksack.le or de, quicksack. Uh, quicksack.ly. I'll just say it that way. Uh, <laughs> is getting some really uh, cool under the hood stuff in uh, this week. So be checking that out for finding old stuff we've worked on and seeing if we've done movies and that sort of stuff. That's at quicksack.ly and filmsack at gmail.com. You can send us that. You can find us on Twitter at filmsack and you can uh, review this show wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Guilty! We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I was boning my assistant. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.